Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to... I don't know why I said that. Let me start that again. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I said, hey, hey. I, I never say that. Hey, hey, everyone. What's going on? Welcome to another week of... TV channeling. The best podcast in the universe, at least to the two of us. <laughs> Tachi, that's a little that's a little bold. I feel like we're the best entertainment podcast on earth. I won't say the universe, but on okay. earth. Oh, we're legitimately, yes, that's true. But the universe is a little bit too, you know. How very humble of you. Anyway, so <laughs> welcome back to another week of uh, TV channeling. We're super happy to be back with you again, as we always are. It's it's never it's ne- never gets old. Do you find that, Kevin? Oh my God! Every episode is it's like the first time, every time. Exactly. Never as good as the first time, as Sade would say, but it's always as good as the first time for us. <laughs> you know, TV channeling is like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's good. Uh-uh. Clearly, you're from California. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> clearly, I'm a New Yorker who will tell, who will debate that. Bad pizza, it's bad pizza. <laughs> oh, okay. We're going to have a pizza fight. Oh, my God. Let's just get the show started. Let's get the show started. So... Today we we got an all new show for you. We haven't done that in a while, so this it has is going been to a be, while. Yeah, it's been a month of Sundays. So yeah, I haven't heard that saying in a while. But anyway, it's been a month of Sundays since we've done a new show, and I'm really excited to get started. So shall we? Yes, we shall. Okay, so I'll give you one guess as to the big news story that everybody is talking about now. Hmm, what could it possibly be? Could it have something to do with a little TV show called Empire? Yes, okay, but what about Empire? Uh, Could it have something to do with Jesse Smollett and something unraveling like his story of his attack? Hmm, so, yes, that would be, that would be correct. Ding, ding, ding. well, let me get, uh, let me get a real sound effect. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are correct. You are not the weakest link. You may go on. Do collect $200 and do go to the next square. Chicago police are now investigating whether or not Empire actor Jesse Smollett paid brothers to stage the attack. So if you don't know, if you've been living under a rock, uh, there allegedly Jesse Smollett was attacked in Chicago by two men who yelled, uh, Gay and racial epithets yeah. is this, yeah? Yeah, gay and racial, is- racial slurs as well as saying this is MAGA country uh, at the end of the attack. And putting a noose around his neck and pouring, at the time, an unknown chemical that has now since been determined as bleach, pouring bleach on him. Hmm. So, they're investigating now as to whether or not he paid two brothers to stage this attack on in the Streetville neighborhood late last month, according to a law enforcement source. So detectives are following up on information provided by the brothers while they were in custody for two days this past week. So they took two men that were seen on the the uh, surveillance, on surveillance camera, camera. footage. Right. Surveillance footage. Uh, they took them into custody and apparently uh yeah, now they they were questioned and uh... and also it turns out that the that they believe the police believe that the, the these two men have had a relationship with Mr. Smollett, uh, and his Mr. Smollett claims he hasn't had has had no relationship with these two brothers, even though they were extras on a show called Empire. Right. 
So, but you know, let, let's say this, just because there are extras that are on a set doesn't mean you necessarily know these extras. Let's just say Oh, no, that. I know, but that's a pretty big coincidence. And, and another, th- there are so many... The list of fishy things about this story to me is great because the beginning of this of this tale begins with him receiving or Fox, uh, the the network that does the show, getting uh, death threats uh, against uh, Jesse Smollett. And they actually offered the production company actually offered to uh, get him some kind of security. And he said, no, thank you to the security. And then right after receiving a death threat, he just thinks, you know, what would be a good idea going to get a sandwich at Subway at three o'clock in the morning in Chicago. Just walk by myself. Famous person recently had death threats against me. Why don't I go walking by myself and get a sandwich? I, I guess he couldn't afford Postmates. Or Grubhub? Hmm. Let me go on with this because I'm starting to feel my face twist into unnatural positions. So, <laughs> investigators have also been given new details about the rope that Smollett said was made into a noose and then placed around his neck as he walked towards his apartment, which is in... Why would they give this? The 300 block of East North Water Street? Why would they do that? Wow, anyway, I don't know. I mean, I think, but that is that is actually police procedure. They always do that. But I'm like, he's so famous anyway. So uh, detectives have been searching area retailers with uh, hope to find the source of the rope. But this new information allowed them to narrow their search and to find where it was sold, according to the source. So they've uh, apparently been able to identify where this rope came from. So the brothers are 25 and 27. They were released without charges on Friday, 12 hours after the police had called them possible suspects. But the police detectives still need to verify their stories and the investigation is continuing. So on Saturday, Chicago police announced that investigators hope to interview Smollett soon and he issued, Jesse, Jesse Smollett issued a strongly worded statement late Saturday insisting that the attack happened. The statement was read by his attorneys and it says Jesse Smollett is angered and devastated by recent reports that the perpetrators are individuals he is familiar with. He has been further victimized by claims attributed to these alleged perpetrators that Jussie played a role in his own attack. Nothing is further from the truth. The statement said that one of the brothers was Smollett's personal trainer, the first time he'd acknowledged knowing either of them. The two also reportedly worked with Smollett on Empire. Fox has no comments. Uh, what, what could they possibly say? <laughs> and they haven't uh, been able to reach the brothers yet either. Yeah, they're just happy to be out of lockup. So, yeah. This whole thing is so bizarre that I I just don't know. Oh, I do. But okay. I We know you do. We know you do. <laughs> we know you do. I, let me just say I would hope that this is not some part of some elaborate hoax or some elaborate plan to which I would say, why would anybody do that? I, I can, I just hope that this is, this is not the case. That is the, that is the sentiment that is out there amongst some, including my co-host, 
Yeah, but keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. I look. I, I I'm I'm just hoping because you don't want something like that to be true. Because it's interesting. I was watching someone on on Twitter. I can't remember. You know, one a Twitter personality that would say, you know, he also hopes that this is bloody well not the case because things like this set back set us so far back when there are actually people of color and LGBT people who are attacked and who do have to uh you know deal with this because they're already looking for a reason to discredit our pain don't give them another reason oh no this is the absolute this is this is the worst case scenario uh, i want to make it clear to our listeners i am not hoping that this is a hoax i am with every fiber of my being i am hoping that i am wrong and the other people that are doubting this story are wrong uh, the language that po- the, the police are using as, as term, uh, they were lo- using was terms like, you know, uh, as of Friday, uh, that the, uh, that they're, that they're saying that the, the alleged victim is being, uh, cooperative at this time and continues to be treated as a victim, not a suspect. The fact that they even had to say that and, and, and co- cooperative at this time to me is very telling the fact that he wouldn't give over his phone initially after the attack when the police asked for it and phone records and then he gave them some kind of redacted phone records that they the police found that they were unusable uh to me there's so many things that make this look suspicious again there were death threats just issued that just uh issued or not issued but just uh placed on you and then you go walking by yourself in chicago at three o'clock in the morning go buy a sandwich that just and and you turn down some kind of security you turn that down and think it's a good idea to go walking by yourself in the middle of the night to go get a sandwich and then the there with all the surveillance cameras everywhere now when you're in a big public space the idea that they can't get any kind of imagery of him being attacked but not just that there's no there's no images of uh, images of the attack but also there's no images of like two people like right behind him following him they got these images of two people that are in the shadows we couldn't even identify if we wanted to i don't even know how they arrested those brothers and again if it was those brothers were even in the area again the attackers that attacked mr smollett were supposed to be white so these guys could not be mistaken for two white men so the fact that they were if they were even on the street around the same time is that it's all really hokey and the fact that somebody that he had no association with but then later okay it was well yes it was my personal trainer it's it's a lot tachi it's a lot a lot of suspension of disbelief to me you have to have to not be questioning this and I would like to suspend this story. <laughs> All right. Okay. We got to We got to tell it like it is here on TV channel. Again, but I will say one last thing. If this, if it is proven that, um, I mean, he can, he can be charged with, uh, with filing a, a false police report, but he needs to be axed off of Empire immediately anybody doing any business with him has to sever all ties the moment that this is proven if it is proven that he was behind this hoax done done oh, lee daniels is gonna find some horrible way for him to die on the show <laughs> <laughs> oh well, no it's even better no don't get rid of the character i feel like replace the character but with a played by a new actor Wow, that I don't know about that because people have come to know Jesse Smollett as uh, what's the the character on the show? 
didn't have it come to know him that well apparently because <laughs> well i know that's me that's my fault. i don't and know I... the character's name either but no it's even more of a slap in the face because yes we come to know that character this actor is this particular character but don't remove one of the lion children an lgbt because of because of his acts no pick some other actor who isn't feigning attacks um and sending you know uh race allegedly. and sexual allegedly, allegedly allegedly into some tailspin so there's other actors out there that could play that part just as well dare i say better so if this if it comes to be that it, that's proven then i feel like don't don't kill the character get rid of that actor and replace them and give somebody else a check okay i can't argue with you there thank you let's move on though i do want to argue with you but i can't argue with you <laughs> So, <laughs> why don't we talk a little bit about the Oscars? Uh, the Oscars are coming up. This is actually next week. The 24th is next week, I think. Yeah, it's next Sunday. Next Sunday, yeah. So, the Oscars are coming up. That Damn it. That's it. I, I've been trying to remember what's happening on the 24th. That sounds really familiar, and it's the Oscars. So, the Oscars are coming up on the 24th. Sorry, that, you know, brain, brain freeze. I had to think about that. So... The Academy is reversing their decision, um, and all award categories are now going to be on live broadcast. Yay! Yeah, there was a there. They were they basically named four different categories that were no longer going to be uh, awarded during the live show as far as broadcast. They were going to be delivered in front of the crowd. Uh, of their peers, uh, they would be just be happening during the commercial break, and right. that would make the show somewhat shorter. So uh, some of the categories, I, I believe one of them was live action short, uh, cinematography, uh, hair and makeup, and I, there was another category. Editing. Editing, editing. Mm -hmm. and so um, a lot of uh, people in the industry, uh, you know, came out guns a blazing and were very upset about this. But the academy was doing what it could to try and get the show in at three hours, and uh, which and is so already too long. It's already too long, and so honestly, to me, the question was: Did they cut enough? Not did they? Was no, those four raggedy little—they're not raggedy, excuse me—but those four little categories were not going to significantly shorten the show. At, to, let, let's be clear: cinematography, and, and I do agree with this. Cinematography and editing are key to the movie process. It is the cinematography and the editing that keeps us in the story, that keeps us in the. Uh, in the diegesis of the story. So I understand that hairstyling and live action show, those are important too. But if you didn't do those on air, it wouldn't be as, as like, what the hell as not awarding cinematography and editing. Those are too important. That and, and sound. The things that are the technical things about the film process, those are too important not to talk, talk about. Not but if you what, ask me. Well, because well, okay, to the lay person, no. But I mean, the only reason you see anything in a film and hear anything and see anything cut in a right in the right way is because of those technical aspects. So to me, honestly, they're more they. It's all important. Okay, it you know, Tati, wait, let's just to, like let's move this along. Let me basically shut you down quickly with this. You won't. Have but you go ahead. have you ever, ever? 
gone to a movie based on like, well, I don't know if I want to see that. Wait a minute. Who did the sound editing on this movie? <gasps> Jeff Smith. Oh my God. His sound editing is the best. Let's see this movie. No, you haven't. No one ever has. So that's not you, true. I'm a filmmaker. So and I so you wait, like you go to see the movie based on who did the sound editing, Tachi? Are you not, seriously telling me this? I'm not saying based on going to see it, but that's an important part of it, and it needs to be recognized. So oh, and, I, it, w- and it would and it would be recognized, A, at the same event, but it just wouldn't be recognized on television. Also, there was another event. They, there's the technical uh, Oscars where they – there's a, another show already where they award all kinds of technical awards uh, and technical innovations in the art of making film. The point is this is a television show, and they're trying to get viewers, and they're trying to keep viewers – watching for the whole event sound editing is important important no one denies that but does anybody watch a movie wondering well who's in charge of sound editing on this particular movie because the sound editing is impeccable regular people do not people in the film business maybe might be wondering who the sound editor is and if it's done if it's done at, at a industry award show then the people in the industry will know believe me if they don't show who won best sound editing on the oscar presentation people in the business if you're a director and you're looking for a good sound editor you're going to look for the guy who just won an oscar for sound editing you're not it doesn't matter if they show the award on TV, but regular people do not give a blip about who did sound editing, who is uh, the cinematographer is, or uh, any of those kinds of awards. We want to know best actor, best actress, best uh, uh, best supporting actor and actress, best director, and best picture, best song. And we're out. Good night. Bye. The nominees for the most indignant response to the Oscar removal are. <laughs> oh my god i want to thank my team first of all <laughs> you guys are great you know who you are i want to thank my co-host tachi without you i'm nothing nothing <laughs> you because you would win that <laughs> for this for this response you would win so the academy says this the Academy, I have to say it in the right voice. The Academy has heard the feedback from its membership regarding the Oscar presentation of four awards, cinematography, film editing, live action short, and makeup and hairstyling. All Academy Awards will be presented without edits in our traditional format. We look forward to the Oscar Sunday, February 24th, in the year of our Lord, 2019. Yes, yeah, yeah, the the traditional format that is gets watched by less people every single year. Okay, so this brings us back to the original point. It's too long. Some things need to be taken out. It is not for us. I can't. I don't know how many ways I have to slice it. This show is not for us. It's for them to recognize themselves. They realize they can make money off of advertising with it, and so that's why they do it. However, this these particular group of producers don't like to advance past what they did in 1964 in terms of televising things. So they keep doing the same old thing and keep losing viewers each year. Yeah, the, the the show is so long and unwieldy. I don't even watch the Oscars live. I I I care about entertainment, obviously, or I wouldn't be doing. It'd be kind of weird if I was doing an entertainment podcast, and I don't care about entertainment. But, anyway, <laughs> but what I will do is I will watch it. Uh, like after an hour or so, I'll go do something, and then come back an hour or two into the show, and then I can fast forward through all those those I can those don't care awards, just like and best foreign language animated short. No, don't care. Bye. I care. 
and be- best foreign language animation. Well, then short. you know what? You I should care. you you should you watch the Creative Arts Oscars. Watch that. <laughs> That's gonna that airs on E or something. Watch that and see all kinds of technical awards, best lighting, all kinds of stuff. To me, that's fascinating in a way more fascinating than, you know, what they always try to do with the Oscars. That's the bells and whistles and how it ticks. And I understand before you say it that the average layperson is not going to care about it. I get it. I'm saying I care about it, which is what matters to me. All right, you know what, Academy? If you're looking some, for someone to host the uh, Creative Arts Oscars, Tachi would be I will great. I do it in a minute. I will do it in a minute. She, she has a gown already ready. So it is in a garment bag <laughs> in the corner. She is ready. Or I can get one. <laughs> Christian Siriano. Christian Siriano, please, exactly. Please dress Tachi for the Creative Arts Oscar. Huh. You think when that time comes, I'm not going to ask Christian? Oh, Siriano? I know you're going to ask. You're, I know you're going to ask, and you and you better say that I I would I would wouldn't dream of doing this without Kevin. I would of not. Of course dream. not. Of course not. See, I am going to be Christian Siriano's muse. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> That is what's going to happen. And Armani, if you want to make me a tux, I wouldn't be mad about it. The, the, it would fit you like a glove, Kevin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. I think we've I think we've said we've settled this. All right, Oscars, we're here for you. All right, all right. So let's get off of the Oscars and let's take a trip back to Chicago. Unfortunately, not for for another not good reason. <laughs> this, 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 <laughs> it's some rough goings in Chicago right now. There's a it, it's a, it's a little rough out there. Uh, so yeah, the pizza, the, the the dish pizza isn't the only thing that's deep. Oh, I I don't know whether to run or to. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. I can't it's see. getting rough in Chicago. Wow, in more ways than one. So CNN has reported seeing a tape that uh, says shows R. Kelly. Having sex with an underage girl. Now, no, it, okay, it allegedly well, shows someone believed. Our legal team is scowling. No, no, no. <laughs> this is according to CNN. So I'm just. Going oh, so they, okay, we to, can't be sued, right? All right, okay. No, this is according to CNN. CNN is saying that they have seen a tape that R. Kelly is having sex with an underage girl, believed uh, to be 14. To the, right. So. The prosecutors that are investigating R. Kelly are looking into this newly surfaced video. So, oh, people are thinking, oh, that same tape from that, which which shows you that if there's more than one tape, there is a problem. So there's a problem with one. I was going to say one tape is a Yes, Hatches with a 14-year-old with one tape is a problem. No, there's a problem. But this shows there's a, okay, I'm not going to say anything else. But they're looking into this newly surfaced video, which features him, according to lawyer Michael Avenatti. So... CNN has seen this VHS, see, that shows you how far back this goes. It's on VHS. VHS tape that appears to show Kelly having sex with a girl who refers to her body parts as 14 years old. Whatever that means. So Avenatti is representing um, a man who he's calling a whistleblower against R. Kelly. And this person handed the tape to 
Cook County State Attorney's Office in Chicago last weekend. Avenatti says, my client knows the identity of the girl and R. Kelly. He identified the two of them on the videotape. He worked for and has known R. Kelly for decades, and he met the girl on a number of occasions. And on Thursday, Avenatti tweeted out a statement describing the t- What is this with people using Twitter for official statements? Anyway. Well, uh, the current president, Um, yeah. Well, yeah, when it comes from the top down, what do we expect? Steve Greenberg is Kelly's attorney, and he told CNN that he had not heard of the development. And you're not on your game, man. He said he doesn't have a Twitter account. Yeah, if you were on Twitter, you would know this. (laughs) (laughs) Get with the program. So he said, Steve Greenberg, uh, this is Steve Greenberg. We are unaware of any new information involving Mr. Kelly. We have not been contacted by anyone. We have not been informed about any new information by anyone, and we have not been contacted by law enforcement. That's the important part, okay, right there. So uh, Tondra Simonton is the chief communications officer for the state's attorney's office and says we cannot confirm or deny an investigation. Ah. So what's on this tape? It's it lasts 42 minutes and 45 seconds. It's very explicit and very clear, apparently. So there are two scenes on the video. One is in a living room and another is in the bedroom. And there's a naked man who appears to be R. Kelly performing multiple sex acts with the girl. And she's calling him daddy multiple to Oh, God. And it's impossible, they said, according to CNN, to know her age just from the video. They both refer to her as a as 14-year-old expletive for a woman's vagina. Yeah. Yeah. Six times the girl refers to her genitalia as 14 years old. That is something clearly that someone would be told by their partner that they want to be said. I don't think exactly. that she'd just be volunteering that over and over again unless she exactly. was directed to do so. Exactly, exactly. Um, at one point, the man asks the girl to urinate. After she does, he urinates on her. Ugh. Yeah, you know, I have one thing to say about this right now. It's like, uh, I, I wonder if we're going to hear any more from Taraji P. Henson having an issue with the mute R. Kelly hashtag. Still got issues, Taraji P. Mute Taraji P. Henson. Be quiet. Yeah. Be the cast, quiet. The, the cast of Empire. I'm just, okay. Yeah. I, you're living the life of Empire in real life. Too Sorry, much, Lee apparently. Daniels. <laughs> apparently <laughs> too much. Too <laughs> much. Too much. <sighs> anyway, I've, no. Go ahead. I was gonna say the the that documentary. I I'm glad that I think that that was part of the catalyst for this this uh, whistleblower. I thank him. If this is what it takes to finally bring this man down, honestly, I don't know what kind of Johnny Cochran voodoo was. What kind of legal team that dreamed? I don't understand how he skated from the last video of him having sex with a child. I don't understand how many tapes of you having sex with children do we have to find before you can get locked up? Well, here's the thing. I've heard uh, rumors or allegations of, you know, people that may may have come forward, a woman may may have come forward, and then there was like kind of shakedown stuff that had happened, you know, and so you recant or retract what you say. Uh, and th- this happens a lot when it comes to somebody who's very powerful and has powerful, pe- powerful fools around him. I, 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 what, what else is there to say? 
Yeah. So, uh, and for those people uh, that that uh, made R. Kelly more money after the uh, surviving R. Kelly uh, documentary aired, and all of a sudden his listens on Spotify and other streaming services went up, I hope you're feeling good. I hope you're enjoying those jams. And let me tell you how much of trash you are on a hot day. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, I believe you can't fly. It's- absolute trash that 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 annoys me the fact that you are that that uh beholden to somebody who doesn't give two dams about you anyway that you'll defend them to the ends of the earth that's what i don't get about this this is it's called a parasocial relationship where you identify with celebrities so you identify with these people so much that you are putting i mean to hear people talk well you shouldn't shut up is he paying your rent sit down somewhere i i just get tired of people defending these people like they're their lawyers and they're not getting anything out of it how that makes you look stupid yeah i don't understand like okay if you're not don't either you were a 14 year old girl or you had a 14 year old sister you had a mother who was 14 at one time i don't understand how people can just look the other way i don't how much more do you need about this man this is this is not a gray area i don't know what people need to you know wake up when it comes to supporting people that are abusers so let let's do this and and i have i have to put the uh the ethnicity card here the fact that already there's this whole thing we protect people in the black community to a fault sometimes regardless of the fact that you know something was done wrong you still protect and in this case we know unequivocally something was done wrong we we know this okay whether it's out there and in 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 full color right now we don't know but we know something unequivocally was done wrong but we because of the fact of what's going on now with the you know attack on black men etc in the mind of some black people this is just another attack on a black man and we don't need to attack them therefore i'm going to protect so it doesn't matter that they're wrong it doesn't you protect to a fault well wrong is bloody wrong so yeah simply because they're black doesn't mean they deserve all of this um denigration in society but if you're wrong you need to be punished don't well, protect what, well, them because also black. what about uh, uh standing by these black apparently so far we've just it, it's been black young girls mm-hmm. uh that have been abused by this man so what about standing by them no because in, even our in our even in the black community black women do not matter the rhetoric of oh black queen this black queen that is simply just that rhetoric there is a lack of of uh, respect there is a lack of the need to protect black women and so we just don't matter it's it's this internalization of um sorry to say in a lot of cases western thinking of what women's place should be so in the black community that has been internalized and never mind just like you i keep going back to the thing that you say of simply because you're somebody that is oppressed doesn't mean that you have compassion for other people that are oppressed because even within the black community so yes black men are oppressed but you would think that because of that there would be a stronger uh vigor in terms of protecting black women nope (laughs) no not at all and i'm not saying this as a you know uh case by case it's different 
but on the whole, we don't see that protection. So if black women don't matter in the black community, why would everybody else care? All right. Now, on a side note, uh, BET, if you're out there to host the next edition of the Black Girls Rock Awards, I nominate Tachi. So that speech right there. If that doesn't get you either, if you're not hosting that or the NAACP awards, <laughs> something has gone horribly wrong. Oh, uh, yeah. Something I, has gone horribly wrong. And you will probably see me on neither of those shows. <laughs> but if I do see you, I better at least, I, you better at least get me into the after party. Oh, come on. Not, oh, this after, forget the ceremony. You're like the after party. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, that's it. Uh, Chicago has some cleaning up to do in more ways than one. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's uh, let's talk on a interesting note. I don't know if it, it's more positive, but it's interesting. So, the CW um, show. So, you know, that's the Warner. That's Warner Brothers. CW. Um, Friends and other CW. Well, Friends. CW does carry Friends, I think it reruns now. Yeah, but, but yeah, Warner owns the rights, apparently, to Friends. Right, but Warner owns the rights to Friends. So, And there are other CW shows, like all those superhero shows, which I don't watch. Yeah, and apparently they own Big Bang Theory as well. And Big Bang Theory, yes. So they're exiting Netflix for Warner's new streaming service. So I knew it was only a matter of time. I'm just waiting to see what Disney does with Star Wars and uh, the Marvel Universe there. Oh, well, oh, I can already tell you. They've already made it clear that those things will be exiting Netflix. They're going to only be available through uh, Disney Play. Of course. Which is going to be their own their own uh, their streaming, streaming play. Right, right. So everybody has a streaming platform and Warmer Media, Warner, Warmer, Warner Media's uh, upcoming streaming service is coming. And so Friends is likely heading over there along with a lot of other CW properties and uh, with the other, but other with along with other properties, including CW, including Big Bang Theory. They're all going to ultimately end up there. So along with those hit sitcoms, uh, the streaming service, which doesn't have a project, sorry, a name or a price point yet, but it's supposed to launch in beta by the end of this year. So they have its uh, their eyes on CW shows like The Flash, Arrow, Riverdale, as I said, oh, your favorite, Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, good riddance. I'm fine with that. Well, as long as they keep their mitts off of Sabrina. Well, well. Well, we'll see. Well, but Sabrina was produced uh, for Netflix, right? Yeah, I'm going to say, long, yeah, yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. So long as they can't get their mitts on, because uh, uh, right now Riverdale is available on Netflix. But if, if that goes, that I'm okay with that. Long as they, long as they keep producing new Sabrinas, I'm all right. That's enough so, teen angst for me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So the CW's output deal with Netflix expires this year in spring. So... Um, they're very interested in putting their hands on, on all of that. But... Um, so, well, let me finish that and then I'll give some points, some notes. So this unnamed service is going to offer access to HBO prog programming as well. And the Warner Brothers Library of Theatrical Films, original programming, okay? Uh, but that won't start rolling out until next year. Now, Friends originally aired on N N NBC from 1994 to 2004, so 10 years. And it's been available to streaming on Netflix since 2015. So they reportedly paid, uh, this is Netflix, $100 million to keep Friends through the end of this year. But that agreement is non-exclusive, which allows Warner Media's new service to add Friends as soon as it launches. I'm not worried for Netflix, though. 
it was inevitable that they were not always going to be the only game in town because once people saw the success of what Netflix was able to do with OTT, it was inevitable that all these other networks, look at CBS with CBS All Access, with all these other studios, look at Warner and what they're doing, look at Disney and what they're doing, that they were going to devise their own streaming services and take their properties back and make money off of that. But then we have to think, okay, well, what do they have? They don't have anywhere near right now what Netflix has access to in their library. So I'm not really worried for them now. What Netflix- okay, have, have you ever heard the expression death by a thousand cuts? My, my, this is why I'm concerned. Uh, it was okay. also announced recently that NBC is going to have their own streaming service. Yes, yes. So that mean, basically what's happening is everybody... All these other, like even now with HBO, so any kind of content like old shows that were on HBO, like say, like say, Sex in the City, or Game of Thrones, um, or uh, Westworld, that might have found that their way to Netflix will be taken off of Netflix and then put on this Warner because they have the deal with uh, HBO. Correct. They're under the same parent company, so all these different things other than Netflix's own original content, are slowly going to be going to all these other... All, look at all the Disney Marvel properties. We're losing all the Star Wars and everything. This is a lot. This is a lot. I am not happy about this. It's going to be too many services. We already have Hulu. We already have Amazon Prime Video. We've got Netflix. Uh, CBS All Access. NBC is going to have their own stream. I, I, I'm waiting for Fox to announce next week that they're going to have their own streaming service. So all these different properties, we had one umbrella where you could get everything in one place. There's literally going to be dozens and dozens of different services where we're going to have to go. Each I think what's going to happen next is each movie studio is going to come up with their own, like a Sony streaming service, just Sony films, you know, just Paramount films. And I, I'm not happy about this. Well, okay, so if we're talking about Sony. Sony already has Crackle. So if they're going to go that way, I can see them incorporating that into what they already have with Crackle. So, you know, it's it's not something already off the mark with Sony. They already have an OTT network. But what I'm why I'm saying I'm not really fearful for Netflix right now is for that same reason that you just mentioned so many streaming services. But how how apt are you going to be to have, unless it's something you really, really want, how apt are you going to be to uh, subscribe to a streaming service that only has one or two things that you want compared to a Netflix, which has a huge library already, right? So even if they pull off all of these uh, properties, fine. They still have thousands of other titles outside of, of those properties. Whereas where these people are going Right now, they're one of the few. I mean, okay, with the exception of Disney, they've got, you know, Fox. They've got FX stuff. They've got they, they've got a pretty sizable. But even then, it still doesn't compare to what Netflix has. What Netflix needs to do is leverage. And what they're doing now is leveraging, which is why they're creating all these original programs. They put $13 billion into original programming because yeah, that's they the know. Smart, that's the smart money because of the fact that all of these other companies are trying to do this to have their own services. And I have no idea what the price point is ultimately going to be or how greedy they're going to be trying to uh, get a piece of the pie. I don't I don't know how many, how many people are going to get on board for this particular service. Uh, or the NBC service or whatever to have access to this content and pay what five, six, seven additional dollars. The 
the idea to me the dream has always been when it comes to like cable or satellite is to have an a la carte system where you pay for a number of channels like as in 20 30 10 and then you choose uh you know the 20 shows the 20 channels you want uh to fill up your 20 slots and so on or you pay for 50 channels or whatever because i think most of us aren't watching like all these different systems uh brag about a hundred two hundred three hundred four hundred channels you have available but are we watching 400 channels no No. it's 400 channels of rubbish exactly you're watching like i i'm guessing people are watching no more than 20 channels that are channels they watch on a semi-regular basis and so i'd like the idea of being able to do to choose that way but but now with these with these with with all these different services creating all these different uh entities creating their own streaming service i just feel like it's going to be it, it feels like it's turning the cord cutting into cable again where you're going to have to get so many just to watch what you want to watch you're going to have to have like seven or eight different uh streaming services just to watch what you want which you used to be able to watch just on netflix exactly so it's like then what's the point of cord cutting if you're going back exactly. into that same that's system. why i'm concerned well, but see, but I'm not concerned because you already know somebody like me. I'm sure there are a lot of people that are like me. It's going to be cost prohibitive because at some point you're going to have to decide, you know, this $5 here and $5 there. So even if you made it $5.99, which is $6, even if each of these services was $6, that's like five services. That's $30 a month on top of what the other things are that are that you pay. No, most people are not going to do that. So you're going to go with your, your where you get the most value and then everybody else is going to be out in the cold. So my suggestion is Everybody doesn't have to have a streaming network. You don't all have to be OTT. You're just trying to do it because you see that people are in this space. Stop it. Oh, absolutely. And in fact, uh, this I'm going to put it out there boldly. I hope that everybody boycotts these services. I hope when uh, when the the Disney thing uh, launches. People band together and boycott it. People band together and boycott the uh, the Warner uh, service as well as NBC's. And that way, bring them to their knees and have them go back to Netflix where they belong. And we can keep paying what we're already paying for one service. I'm, together yeah. we are. We are stronger together. Well, we are stronger know, together. You already know I'm on with the boycott. Not because I'm trying to band together with others, but because <laughs> I'm not paying. Because I'm not going to pay. So, okay. <laughs> that's Th- thank over. you for just shutting what I'm trying to do down. Thank you, Taj. <laughs> you could, you oh, could no, just, I'm you could just say, I stand with you, Kevin. Together we are stronger. Yeah, but then that would be a lie. <laughs> uh, thanks for your support. Th- I next support story. you. I support you, but just for a different reason. I don't want to pay. Next, next story. Well, okay. So, on to the next. This is uh, very interesting, indeed. So, Chris Rock. We all know Chris Rock. He's set to direct Kenan Thompson's comedy pilot at NBC, speaking of NBC, from Lauren Michaels. So if you don't know who Kenan Thompson is, he is currently the longest running SNL member ever on SNL, which means it's probably time for him to wrap it on up, which everybody else is saying, you know, it's okay, it's time to wrap it on up. So uh, Lauren Michaels, of course, is the executive producer of SNL, where uh, Kenan Thompson is. 
And Chris Rock has been tapped to direct and executive produce Saving Keenan, which is going to be a single camera comedy pilot starring and executive produced by Keenan Thompson. So Rock, of course, is an SNL alum himself, and he's re reuniting with his boss, Lauren Michaels, whose Broadway video company produces the project alongside Universal TV. So it's written by Jackie Clark, and here's what it's about. It centers on a newly widowed dad determined to be everything for his kids while begrudgingly letting his persistent father-in-law become more involved in their lives. So Thompson is a married father of two. I just can never see him as a father and married. To me, he's always young, you know, for some reason. So, um, yeah, The Rock is going to continue on as executive producer if the pilot is picked up to series. And Thompson will likely leave SNL, at least as a full-time cast member, if Saving Keenan goes to series, as it would be really difficult to juggle the two. How about you just need to leave anyway? Oh, oh my God. I, I, I am, my fingers are all kinds of crossed that this gets picked up and then he leaves SNL and then that show immediately becomes canceled because he has been on SNL way too long. 16, it's time for him. This is his 16th year. Yeah, 2003, I believe, is when he uh, yeah. first joined the cast. Yep, in 2003. It's time to go. You don't have to. You don't have to go home. You just can't stay here. Yeah, thank so. you. You want people to miss you. You know when you have uh, former SNL cast members that come back, it's like, oh yeah, that was a good time when such and such was on. We don't have that opportunity with you, Keenan, because you've been there for donkey yeah, years. Yeah, he will not become an alumni. He will not. He just keeps staying there. You, you, you have to leave high school sometime. Exactly. It's like that person that keeps failing. Or, oh, okay, so this is a perfect example. And um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but, you know, the whole opportunity to pledge a fraternity or sorority is really big um, in for, for some people in college. Um, particularly, you know, if I know some people who will, like, delay graduation and delay graduation just so that they could pledge. That's what Keenan is doing. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, it's time to graduate. Goodbye. It, it, it's time to graduate. You, you'll you get your opportunity to pledge later. Yeah, he's, so, been playing the, he's been playing the same, like, three characters for 16 years. So it's just like... it's Disgruntled black man number one. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, the, and just, you think that he would have perfected us one other accent? No. It's that he's refusing... No. All Ugh. of them are the same accent. It's all the same guy. So it's just like, please let make it stop. Make make room for somebody else. So Lauren Michaels will be forced at gunpoint to hire a uh, one other black person to be in the cast of the show. Oh jeez. Goodbye. Bye, Keenan. <laughs> Bye, Keenan. But you know, uh, you know what's funny? It's making it's making it sound like I'm madder at Keenan than I am at R. Kelly. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm exactly. Not. Let, let's, let's adjust our, our the bass in our voice here. <laughs> there should be more bass in your voice reserved for R. Kelly. Yeah, R. Kelly, Keenan and for me, Jesse Smollett. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we know how you feel about that. You made it painfully clear. <laughs> painfully clear. So, Keenan Thompson. Apparently, there's also talk about reviving all that, which was a show on Nickelodeon in the nineties. Um, '90s. '90s, yes, which I loved. I loved all that. Oh my god! You know what I loved? I love that music and their opening credits. That that song was everything. It was sung by TLC. Oh, that! Oh my god! Oh, oh, oh! This, this is, is all that. that. Yes. This is all <laughs> 
Oh my god, that that was that, the best. That was sung by TLC, and you know that was the height of TLC's career. It was the best. So I, it's like even if you didn't watch the show, you loved you watched it for the opening credits because you loved the song, and it was a sketch comedy show basically for teens. But it 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 read so much older. You know what I mean? If, oh no, it was it was literally a, a kid, uh, a tween, uh, young teen. Uh, Saturday Night Live, and so it was when he when he went from all that to SNL, it was perfect synergy. It made absolute sense. Uh, so I I, I got it, and um, so I, I was surprised. I honestly have been surprised that they haven't rebooted it. It's taken them this long to bring it back because it it launched a lot of uh, great careers, mm-hmm. including um God, what is her name? Uh, she's you know had some issues. Uh, but what is her name? She was she did a bunch of movies. Let's see if I can find her. That could be anybody. I'm <laughs> as soon as I say Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. So she she also came from, I think the two big names that came from that show would be Kenan Thompson and Amanda Bynes. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it was, um, it was really, really good. It was just smart and, and funny, so really good. So there's an all that revival coming Um and um, also, SpongeBob. Speaking of Nickelodeon, uh, SpongeBob spinoff is coming too. So, what is me? Is it who is getting? Which character is getting spun off? That is a good question. Like, so it's a potential spinoff. Let's see. Um, they didn't say. Oh my God! Well, anyway, I they wonder if it's going to be. Is going to be his little squirrel friend, or is it? It can't be Patrick. Patrick can't. If they, if, if he and Patrick break up, I would be devastated. Wow. Uh, wait, are they together? Oh, oh, they're not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, always, I, always, I guess this is a kind of Burton Ernie situation. I assumed that they were a couple. Well, I, I don't know why people assume Burton and Ernie were a couple. I never did. I was like, they're roommates. They're friends. Uh, okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. They live. In, they've been living together for. A, they've been roommates for a long time. New York City is expensive, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I thought all the places on Sesame Street were rent control, but all right. Well, you know, still that's Manhattan. Okay, it was rent controlled in the '70s, but now they yeah. So. Well, maybe if they've been in their uh, apartment a long time, but. So, oh, but let me let me just tell you, since we're also on that thing, the thing of what else is coming up. So, Nickelodeon is also close to a deal for a new Star Trek animated series. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And an animated Paddington series. So, there's a lot coming out of there. You know, I just mentioned that because since we were talking about all that. Yeah, that- you know, what? Nickelodeon was everything back in the 90s. They, they've kind of fallen out of favor. They haven't had any a, a, a big hit in a while. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Because if I'm not watching it, that means they don't have any hits. They have nothing. Nothing. Yeah, you know what? Let, let all those shows end up on the Warner uh, streaming service. We, we don't care anyway. So, yeah, let them all go there. Yeah, exactly. That's... That's fine. That's fine. But you know what? I think there's just this magic that has gone some somewhat from television in terms of that era. I remember very well watching all that. Okay, and I was like in it, like in college when, when this was happening. Okay, so I remember very well watching all that. I remember very well watching Batman the animated series. Like I would rush home from class. I'm like, yeah, can't talk. 
Batman the animated oh, no. series. No, you know, Batman the animated series was incredible. But they had but Nickelodeon had uh, their original their, their Nicktoons as they call them. Nicktoons re- was great. They had some really great Angry Beavers. Yes. Um of uh, Rocco's Modern Life. They had some really fun, really unusual stuff that had a, a perspective and a point of view and an art style that we had never seen before. Exactly. And then uh, Nick at Night. Wasn't Ren and Stimpy um, Nickelodeon? It was Nickelodeon as well. And Nick at Night was giving you the retro vibe where you're watching old school uh, classic TV at night for adults. Yes, yes. I I love Yeah, Nickelodeon's kind of fallen off. Oh, off off a cliff as far as I'm concerned. They've got (laughs) nothing going on. Nothing. Yeah, no reason to turn there. That that can go over the top with no problem. Mm -hmm. I won't pay for it anyway, but I get it anyway. So, um, moving on from that, we have one final story. And it looks like for the first time in a long damn time, we're going to be done on time. How is that legally possible? We're going to we're going to make it work. We're going to try and make that happen. All right. So this is really interesting. So <laughs> the, I'm trying to I'm trying to you know hold it together. Say it with a straight face. Yes. So a government examiner um or the U.S. Uh, Copyright Office is skeptical about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air actor Alfonso Ribeiro's ownership claim over the signature Carlton dance. And that became famous after an episode in 1991. And he was dead. Remember, do you remember the name of his favorite artist? Oh, oh, I know the song that he would always dance to. So my guess is, is it Tom Jones? Yes, exactly. Exactly. That was his favorite artist. So he would do the Carlton dance to like almost everything, but like Tom but Jones. It's not unusual was the it's song. Not unusual. Yes, exactly. So we don't own any of that. So that's all I can say. <laughs> like, again, the legal team has been scowling at you throughout this whole episode, Tachi. Stop Anyway. It. Anyway. <laughs> well, I only sang like two seconds of it. So... The uh, in a correspondence last month that surfaced Wednesday in a California federal court, Saskia is it Saskia Florence, um, a supervisory registration specialist in the office's performing arts division, told Ribeiro's attorney that registration must be refused because his claimed choreographic work was a simple dance routine. So for those of you uh, and I, you know, know this. It's like you. It's very difficult to. Uh, copyright some choreographed works if they're simple thing you know simple dance routines a whole choreographic suite a whole thing yes but not something simple like yeah that. you can you can choreograph uh i mean, I mean sorry, you can you can copyright swan lake but you can't copyright the twist exactly exactly because it's too simple so the florence wrote the dancer sways their hips as they step from side to side while swinging their arms in an exaggerated manner. Uh, the article, I'm laughing because it says, see here. Because you need a description. <laughs> to show you how it works exactly. Yes. So in the second dance step, the dancer takes two steps to each side while opening and closing their legs and, their ar- and, and arms in unison. In the final step, the dancer's feet are still and they lower one hand from above their head to the middle of their chest while fluttering their fing- fingers. The combination of these three steps is a simple routine that is not registrable as a choreographic work. But the way she described it made it sound very... uh, It made it sound very complicated. Complicated, yes. 
Well, yes. the funny the funny thing about this is there's even an issue about even if it was copyrightable, would he be able to be the one that owned the copyright? Because it, the the Carlton dance was born on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, which is not owned by him, Rafonso Rivera. So if it was copyrightable, because um, those whole things started with him suing the video game company that's behind the the video game Fortnite because it has the uh, something that he thinks is the uh-huh. Carlton dance as a celebration that you can buy and have your uh, your avatar do that dance. And so even if it were copyrightable, which they're saying it isn't, he wouldn't be the one that could even get the copyright because he doesn't own the right to the episode where the, where, the show, where the dance first happened. And if that isn't enough holes in his argument, there's actually a video of him telling TMZ. They asked him, like, where was the, where, what was the genesis of the Carlton dance? And he says, oh, well, he basically stole it from a music video uh, for Dancing in the Street uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, not Dancing in the Street, uh, uh, Dancing in the Dark by uh, Bruce Springsteen, where he dances with a, a pre-friends, Courtney Cox. And that's where he basically got the I stole it from that. And so he even we, we even have him saying, OK, I didn't create this. And so if anything, I, I'm surprised Courtney Cox and Bruce Springsteen haven't tried to sue Fortnite. But exactly, exactly. Well, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Ribeiro admits to creating this dance, and then they, I'm, I'm laughing because they have alleged dance, and they dance, <laughs> dances oh in quotes <laughs> for the Fresh Prince of Bel Air series. But he did not try to register that dance with the copyright office, presumably because he knows that he does not own the copyright, according to the motion. So the copyright for the episode in which it first appeared lists solely national broadcasting company incorporated nbc nbc thus plaintiff's copyright claims fail as his allegation that the dance was created for an episode owned by nbc means that he has not plausibly alleged exactly valid copyright my thing is why Oh, because well, Fortnite is that the Fortnite is making money hand over fist. Oh, and he absolutely. Wanted, he wanted a, a he piece of that, that sweet, sweet cash when he saw when he when uh, somebody informed him that uh, you can buy the Carlton dance and have uh, your avatar do it. So he thought like, well, let me get on some of that sweet, sweet cash. Well, here's but, my thing: is if it's not him doing the Carlton dance and the thing without his likeness, what claim does he have to it? His claim is that he created the dance. And I'm sure, that, simple de- yeah, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that the, I'm, I'm sure that the, 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 the script that it, when he initially did the episode for the Fresh Prince of Bel Air probably just said dance excitedly. Yes. And then he ad libbed that exactly. or actually stole that from uh, from Bruce Springsteen <laughs> and Courtney Cox and, and then and then thought he could copyright it years later. The funny thing is, I actually wonder if he could have been successful had he hired the same legal team that helped. R. Kelly evade going to jail when we have a video of him having sex with a 14 year old he so you need to been, you need to call that legal team he would have been counting out his uh, Fortnite cash right now <laughs> he would, as we speak. He, yeah he would he would be doing money angels he'd be throwing money be all over the floor and he'd be doing money angels exactly. Just, exactly I don't understand so yeah the, the, the fact that he thought he could actually win this is I'm surprised an attorney took this case you know, if I, um, you know, and I might have to steal this story and talk about it on Mediascope. This would be a what the hell is this moment? It really would. It oh wait, really are we pl- are we plugging our other ventures here, Tachi? I'm because really not trying to plug. I'm just I saying. think that we should also discuss this on my other podcast, Last Weekly, where we recap the events of the week in a funny way. 
See, did I give you a tagline? No. I just <laughs> said that. <laughs> because the week doesn't end until we say so. Wow. And so we go this way. <laughs> Follow so, us on Twitter. Oh, anyway, see, I might have to steal this story. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. It's going to be. It's, I look forward to hearing you do that uh, that story on uh, Mediascope. Yeah, I, I can't wait to uh, hear what you all have to say about it. So, speaking of which, look. Let 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 me look at the time. We are on time. Wow. That wow, almost wow. never happens. It, it ne- ne- almost never happens. I think. I think we. I can count a. Uh, probably three or four times where we came close to on time you know what fans of fans of tv channeling right now are hugging each other and brushing away tears they're like oh my god this show's gonna be an hour oh only an hour episode like <laughs> like it's new year's eve and should all tv shows be forgot exactly that's what and reruns brought to mind (laughs) (laughs) and picture confetti falling confetti confetti and if you look at it closely it's all they're all little tv channeling logos yes 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 wow wow so this brings us to the end of another fantastic episode of tv channeling as usual i am so enamored and in love with my a wonderful co-host Kevin, thank you so much for making this fun every week. Oh, and I am my when I say my co-hostess with the most is I am not kidding. Oh, and I t- I wear that with a badge of honor. Thank you. So <laughs> let's uh let's tell them a little bit. Yeah, about how can how can, what what are the different formats and platforms people can listen to TV channel? I wonder if we're going to be available on the new Warner streaming service. Hmm. <laughs> not not after this show probably no, <laughs> not not after this show too controversial for their liking but you don't have to wait for warner to to debut to hear us we are on stitcher soundcloud itunes slash apple music google play we are on um oh uh help me Stitcher, uh, <laughs> I did a Stitcher. Podbean, um, Podbean, yes, Podbean, which is also TVChanneling.com. You can go to. We are on TuneIn Radio, and of course, we are on Spotify, which yes. is huge. Uh, actually, I mean, just Google TV Channeling, and you can f- listen on your favorite podcasting app. Of course, on TVChanneling.com, you can also listen to us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. 2 p.m. Pacific on WJMSRadio.com. So just go to WJMSRadio.com and you can listen to our podcasts in live time. That is so I mean, we cool. are We're a drive time radio, Tachi, I can't, on the East Coast. I can't believe it. That is, it's a big deal. And and people, are, we're getting great feedback. People are loving it. And if drive you love safely, it, people. Drive, drive safely. safely. Drive safely. Try not to crack up too much. But if you're really loving it, we'd love for you to leave us a review. So subscribe on any platform that you like and then leave us a positive review, please. Oh, we love you and we'd love a positive review. And again, why be negative? You listen to this whole episode. Be nice. Exactly. There's no reason. Just if you don't like it, just quietly go away. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) quietly slink back into obscurity. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Kevin, we lo- we love our listeners. We really do. <laughs> we really do. I mean, we don't do it for any other reason except for you all. We do it for us too because we have such fun with each other. But Kevin, why don't you tell us 
how, if they are enjoying this, that they can tell us they enjoy this, maybe on social? Okay, we're everywhere on social. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We are on Snapchat. And my personal favorite, we are on Twitter. And we are known as TV Channeling everywhere. So if there is a story going on in pop culture that you want to hear our takes on, let us know. And if there is a new show that you want us to review, we want to hear that too. And if you just want to say you like the show, we're not we won't be, get mad about it. Not at all. No, we love accolades. Please give us the <laughs> claps. Give us all the claps in the world. And with that, we're done. Shutting us <laughs> off like the clapper. <laughs> Once again, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Don't forget to listen, like, subscribe, listen on WJMSradio.com. We do this all for you because we love you so. And with that, I'm going to sign off, or we're going to sign off the way we always do. Bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it. Cheers. Bye. Bye.